Welcome to White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life and the true power of what is unseen. Let's discuss dreams, intuition, manifesting, as above, so below, angels, afterlife, the science of consciousness, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. I hope every episode informs, inspires, and illuminates. So, now the scene is set, allow the grey rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass. Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle, glistening sands of white shores to see what mystery lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on White Shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. I have two extraordinary guests for you today. Let's start with Dinesh. He's a globe trotter with a mission to bring health and happiness to people's lives. And his colleague Bauer is also a holistic well-being expert. Both are much sought after authors, coaches, speakers, meditation experts, and alternative healing teachers. Now, according to Bauer and Dinesh, there's a silent, insidious pandemic sweeping across the planet, lack of proper sleep. And the consequences of bad sleep are disastrous, personally, professionally, and economically. Not enough sleep means you fall sick more often, feel grumpier and irritable throughout the day and lose the ability to make good decisions. Sleep is the absolute foundation of success in their opinion, no matter the area of your expertise. And of course, I'm a dream expert, so sleep is also (laughs) essential for dreaming because it's obvious, really. A lot of dream experts forget that. If you're not getting a good night's sleep, your chances of clear dream recall in the morning are very, very poor. Anyway, enough of me talking. Hello, Dinesh and Bauer. Hi, Teresa. Hi. It's so nice to be on your show. Oh, oh! It's the the honor is all mine. I love it when I get um, uh, two like-minded people working together, and it's like all the great comedy acts like French and Saunders. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but let's just talk about you two. I mean, talk about your fascinating work. But how did you meet? <laughs> well. Uh, I was teaching a, an art of living course, a meditation course, uh, 27 years ago, maybe. Yes. And uh, Dinesh walked into my course and refused to go. <laughs> <laughs> why? What was it about? Why did you refuse to go? Because, you know, uh, for the first time in my life, I realized, I saw, experienced spirituality was so much fun. It was so practical yeah. and what Baba was teaching in that Art of Living program and I learned breathing and meditation, it was so powerful that I felt I would love to share it with everyone. So oh. I stayed on and I, you know, continued on, <laughs> on this calling. Well, when I first came across you two, actually, it was it was through recommendation of the lovely Barvini at Olympia. 
um, I just, just, I kind of, in the right sense, I fell in love with you both. You just are just everything I try and talk about. You bring joy to spirituality, but also common sense. A lot of what you say is common sense, but it's done in such a spiritual way. It's just remarkably uplifting. And if, you, if you're new to Bauer and Dinesh, I really urge you to check these two visionaries out because you won't regret it. But first of all, can you tell me why your current spiritual focus is on sleep? Whoever wants to answer, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know you're used to working together. So whoever wants to answer, just I'm sure you interrupt each other all the time. Yes, yes, yes we do. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing away from the mic right now. <laughs> so uh, It's when one of you goes off and does your own, their own gig and it's like, that. what's going to happen then? You know, it'd be like a group breaking up. Anyway, be serious now. So tell me, so tell me, why, why sleep? So, uh, you know, Teresa, I personally, and this is Baba here, I um, went through a terrible period of insomnia about seven or eight years ago. And all the associated, um, you know, paraphernalia that surrounds that, I had bad panic attacks, I had anxiety. And um, when I went to my doctor, I'm so fortunate to have had such a great doctor. You know, she told me, you know how to fix yourself. You have been doing yoga and meditation for years. You know how to fix yourself. I'm not going to give you any medicine because any allopathic medicine that I would recommend would in some way be addictive. And I don't want you to start on that path unless you absolutely have to. And so all those nights I couldn't sleep, I researched on sleep. It was quite ironical that Uh, You know, in fact, all sleep research, all the people who do research on sleep kind of stay awake (laughs) all over the world. (laughs) And and, uh, uh, I I hold a master's degree in mathematics from one of the most prestigious universities in India. And if there is one thing I learned, then it was how to do research. So I trawled through websites. I devoured books. I read white papers, journals, what have you, and realized that when you strip the science away, from the techniques, it is not so difficult to reclaim your sleep. And I started implementing those very simple suggestions, those very simple ideas that I found in all my research. And I found that, uh, you know, almost how how long was it? Three, four year problem uh, got resolved in less than four or five months of just following that regime, you know. And I am uh, quite open about what happens with me. So uh, even when I was not not doing so well, and I, I must say that my, you know, art of living meditation, the, the, the practices, the spiritual practices that I did kept me sane and functional during that horrific time of my life. Uh, but uh, it was obviously not living life to the fullest, you know, and, and sleep was the key to that. And uh, when I started implementing all these ideas that I got, all these techniques that I got from all the reading that I did, uh, I found my sleep again. I I reclaimed my sleep. I reclaimed my health. But not only that, you know, I have been teaching and teaching is in my blood. Uh, So I started talking about it and teaching other people who couldn't sleep. And they too reclaimed their sleep much faster than they thought ever thought they could you know that much much faster than they ever imagined 
and inevitably our publisher said you guys have to write a book on sleep and um, we didn't want to just stop at sleep because there were a few books already on sleep brilliant books so uh, if someone is wanting to really delve into sleep uh, i would recommend the book by matthew walker why we sleep it's a absolutely <clears throat> fantastic book and he's he's such a brilliant guy and uh, we didn't want to stop just at sleep because we said sleep is the foundation of success we wanted to go ahead and even allow people to define success for themselves because my idea of success would be very different from yours you know so so in our book we said the first part is about sleep and realizing that sleep is a foundation of success and the second part is about success itself where you get to define your idea of success and then create a mindset create an environment and then go get there and you know get your dreams to manifest into reality so so that was the journey it's been remarkably successful the book as well can you give the title and how people can get hold of a copy well the title is irresistible it is called sleep your way to success <laughs> love it <laughs> but do you find i mean i find that because i do a lot of dream decoding that sometimes i go through times when i just don't remember my dreams and i feel like such like a con then <laughs> do you have periods now when you 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 insomnia sort of creeps back maybe because you're busy or you're worried about something and you think I should know better does it is it or have you have you really solved the um the the problem well, you get know, a good night's sleep every night I do get a fantastic night's sleep every night in fact sometimes I am guilty of abusing it and you know staying up and and doing wrong things but uh it's once in a while and our body is very forgiving so as long as it's once in a while our body is elastic enough to not uh, punish you for it and uh, and i'm lucky my body does not punish me for it <laughs> and but but there is a i have to tell you after all those years of not being able to sleep uh the the sheer delight of getting into bed after a whole day knowing that you are going to rest is just so precious and and uh and so important you know as as human beings as a species we for millions of years through evolution we slept for almost 9 10 11 hours every night and suddenly yeah. people most people in most uh, uh, cities around the world are sleeping 4 5 6 hours and evolution yeah. has not prepared us for that uh, dramatic uh, redu- reduction in sleep and so all these lifestyle diseases whether it is uh, you know inflammation or hypertension cardiac problems uh, stroke uh, ibs you know all these extremely unwelcome uh, conditions uh, start manifesting uh, so needlessly uh, all you need was close your eyes and go to sleep nothing could be easier and yet people don't do it and mm. that's why we we were so you know we like dinesh and i decided to make it our mission that we want to empower 1 million people or more uh you know harness the awesome power of sleep to dramatically improve the quality of their lives that's what we are uh, you know really focusing on now well, you couldn't have come at a better time actually i mean there's so much research now especially young people there's there's a pandemic of insomnia sweeping especially the younger generation and exactly. how much do you think the smartphone technology has to do with that and that they they never really switch off do they with well the phones? 
well you know i wouldn't blame the technology as much as i would blame the person using the technology uh, it's always very easy to just say oh the technology is bad but hey you know technology has has really been able to connect us uh, you know we have a friend uh, uh, her name is uh, prama bhandari and uh, she is 86 years 87 years yeah. old and she used to say that when we wanted to make a phone call from india to london where our husband at that time was in the 1940s she said i would have to wait a month to be able to talk to him for just 2 minutes <laughs> you know and today we just pick yeah. up the phone and call and we kind of uh, it's it's so wonderful to be able to talk to your loved ones to be able to use technology to become a family and yet we have seen you know a whole family sitting at a restaurant uh each of them on their mobile phones not really present for each other so yeah uh, you know i think it depends on the user on how much they need to uh you know consume technology and how they use technology to improve their life rather than letting technology rule them mm thank you for that you're absolutely right i mean it, technology is a miracle but it's our attitude towards it and how we use it and having the control to put it aside and focus on self-care is is actually actually fundamental. Um thank you for that. I'm now going to just just go through some rapid fire sort of sleep questions which I'm sure you're asked all the time so forgive me but my listeners won't have heard it. Um and whoever wants to answer just first of all I mean I I I've, I've looked into the science of sleep and is it true that scientists still don't really know why we sleep well <laughs> it it is partly true but you don't need a scientist to tell you why you sleep i mean you don't sleep for 3 days you wake up you feel awful so you sleep yeah. so that you can feel good it's as simple as that i know but we we fidget a lot when we sleep and our minds active dreaming so we're not really resting because people move and turn and toss and turn um in their sleep so there's got to be some other function and i just found it really interesting when i was talking to sleep experts so they there isn't actually they don't really know why we sleep or even why we dream i mean the human experience is an enigma isn't it, <laughs> it absolutely is uh well the science does say that there are different stages of sleep uh yes. so there is the n1 n2 n3 n4 and rem and rem is when you sleep yes. uh, when you dream. dream sorry rem is when you dream and n3 n4 is when your brain is doing some really awesome stuff you know uh it is all uh, 100 billion neurons are all firing together it's like a whole football stadium you know cheering together and then suddenly going silent and then cheering again and suddenly going silent and, and it's it the the scientists are are have kind of pinpointed that as the brain shifting your experiences of the day into long term storage so it is kind of figuring out what to keep and what not to keep so for example it doesn't want you to remember your recent uh, otp you know uh, but it does want you to remember that you had a fantastic lunch so so all that goes on in the brain uh, while you sleep but more importantly the body is going through a total rest and rejuvenation phase you know your vagus nerve is firing and uh, your immune system is becoming stronger uh, so uh, on all levels uh, your body and your brain are getting that energy to face the next day with zeal and enthusiasm 
And, and it is almost like a reverse every morning. Mm. Sorry, sorry, Teresa, I, I missed that. Sorry, it's like a rebirth every morning, isn't it? Absolutely. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have put it better. It is just that. It's exactly that. It's like the Parah tribe, isn't it? They believe that if you sleep for too long, that you actually wake up a totally different person. And they give, they're the napping culture. I often talk about them, that they take naps because they're frightened of sleeping too long. I think because they live in a um, <laughs> a, community, a tribal community where snakes are a problem, but it's also they have this belief that if you sleep for like eight hours or something, you actually die and the person that you wake up is a new person. So they will have lots of different names and they will refer to the person they were yesterday as in the past, like that person no longer exists. It's fascinating <laughs> so nice. spiritual perspective. Yeah. 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 Like many the culture. Culture, the Parah tribe, the Parah tribe. Yeah, it's called the napping tribe. They don't – anyway, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, how many hours of sleep do is, is optimum? I know science says seven hours, but is that too um, fixed for you? No, it is not a fixed amount of hours. Seven is minimum. Uh, we would say an eight-hour sleep opportunity every night. But if you're into heavy physical stuff, like you're going to the gym and really working out or you jog or you cycle or you swim or something like that, you may actually require more time so that your body can, uh, you know, recover. Uh, I mean, Dinesh does gymming much more than me, so maybe he can talk on that. <laughs> Definitely, because when we sleep, not only the body is getting repaired and recuperated, even the brain gets properly detoxed, cleansed, you know, and so we wake up feeling fresher, smarter, and the body becomes much more healthier. In fact, uh, can you, uh, sorry, can you get too much sleep? I mean, if someone was like spending fourteen hours a day, yes, fifteen yes, hours a day, yes, yes, and that itself is that is, that is also a problem. Uh, but not too many people suffer from that. So we don't really talk about that too much. But yes, too much sleep is also no good. Uh, you know, you, you can think of your car in winter. If you don't keep starting it, it doesn't start, right? And then yes. you need to, you know, do some special things to it to get it to actually work. So too much sleep could actually start shutting down areas in your brain uh, and you would lose a lot of your capabilities, Absolutely. You talk a lot about smart and lazy sleep. Can you can you explain what you mean there? So sleeping smart is to ensure that you are creating the right environment for the best possible sleep experience. Uh, you know, it's not just enough to have those eight hours. You need to. So for sleep to happen, there is there is a lot that your brain has to do with the body so that it actually shuts down, you know. Uh, for example, you don't want your bowels to want to go to the toilet in the middle of the night because that would wake you yeah. up. So the brain kind of sends a signal down there saying, you know, we are shut for the night. We will <laughs> we will look at whatever you want to do tomorrow morning uh, and, and so on. You know, the whole body has to shut down from the wake state and go to the sleep state. And so uh, just flopping into bed uh, may not give you the best possible bang for the buck for the hours that you have spent in bed if you have not slept smartly, if you have not prepared for sleep. <laughs> I like to say that, uh, you know, sleeping, go, you know, going to sleep each night is like going on a really hot date 
and if you really want to go on a hot date you are going to prepare for it you're not just going to you know wear your pjs and show off right <laughs> oh, i love this so so you prepare for that hot date with sleep every night and give in to her charms and her uh, and her and you know and her passion and you will be so rewarded for it Oh, I love that metaphor. Thank you. A hot date with sleep. That was that work that you were totally satisfying. I love that. Thank you. Now, the Dalai Lama famously said, I believe it was the Dalai Lama, correct, or is it Gandhi? Oh, gosh, I, I remember I was just thinking of this quote, the best sleep is, the best meditation is sleep. Um, do you agree with that? So, you know, sleep is one state of consciousness. Uh, in mm-hmm. India, here in the scriptures, we talk about four states. One is the awake state. Second is the asleep state. Third is the dream state, and the fourth is the meditative state. So, sleep is—I uh, I would say—meditation is like sleep because you are resting deeply, but at the same time, you are aware, you are alert. So, it is alert restfulness, or uh, you know, rested alertness. This is. that meditative state whereas in sleep you are not aware of what's happening around you so you are resting but you are not aware okay uh, and it was dalai lama so i was just checking <laughs> you said that but, yeah. but if but sleep is enough having, why do you need to do meditation and mindfulness as well ha- yeah exactly having said that um sleep a good good night sleep will enhance your meditation and mindfulness and vice versa uh, a deep meditation a brilliant experience of meditation will give you the most amazing sleep and the most pleasant of dreams so uh, it works both ways oh beautiful and now we're going to go to the topic that i i'm i'm so excited to talk to you about because i have this theory it's probably just my theory probably not right that i think the reason we sleep is to dream <laughs> so that's just just my personal perspective but um what's your take on the role of dreams what are they why do we have them why are they so bizarre what's their function well in your opinion <laughs> if you ask me it's like an absolutely amazing entertainment system that has been designed you know by nature for the most sophisticated uh, organ that is there on the planet our brain uh, and uh, it is quite interesting you know i i mean you are a dream expert but our uh, Uh, Gurudev Shri Shri Ravi Shankar ji who is an enlightened master he had once said that there are five types of dreams and he said that the first type is uh, based on your past you know some some uh, things from the past that can show impressions. up impressions from the past and the second is based on the place you are in so you might hear some bizarre languages or some bizarre uh, experiences you might get some some of that depending on where you are sleeping you know you go you travel to a different country and you might suddenly have dreams in that language it it is very possible um the third type is the dreams about the future you might get premonitions of what's gonna happen um the fourth type is finish help me here unfulfilled desires unfulfilled desires and hopes you know your uh, what you want in your life and then the fifth type is a mixture of all the above so oh. uh so you know with dreams uh 
it is a fabulous way to get entertained in the night it is also a fabulous way of maybe getting some insights into the future or learning something about your past uh but that's as far as i know i mean you are the expert on this maybe you should tell us uh, you know you know that term expert i find that the more you research something the less you feel you know and i'm kind of getting to that stage in my life i wouldn't i feel like i people say well what's a dream i go i don't know but i have all these thoughts but <laughs> Um, oh, thank you for that. Because a lot of what you're saying is in, in line with what I'm, I, I, I believe about dreams as well. But what about nightmares? Those unpleasant dreams we have, where we come face to face with our shadow side. What, what do you? What's your take on that? Well, you know, uh, nightmares can actually be a kind of a blessing sometimes. And let me explain. So uh, the Indian. Uh, theory of karma basically says that to an action there is a consequence right you do something and then there is a consequence to that action uh, i mean you put uh, uh, rice to cook and you will have rice for dinner you cannot have pizza because you put the rice in right uh, i mean that's a super simplistic uh, idea of uh, of of karma yes now say you've done something not so nice in your life and you're supposed to experience a not so nice experience because of that well sometimes nature gives you a cheat code by making you experience that as a nightmare so so it's a bona fide experience you've had the experience you have been frightened out of your skin uh and yet in the reality that we know of life you have been untouched and so you can think of a nightmare as a blessing is oh, is it such gift. a cool way of yeah. looking at it no i i mean i'm in i'm in agreement with that as well i i i i tell people who write to me about nightmares it's a gift it's trying to help you it's trying to get you to course correct offer you a perspective and also to get you to understand who who you really are including the bits that you're not you know willing to admit to so thank you for that um have you got some tips that you can leave our listeners with to help them have wonderful sleep tonight with rich and vivid and healing dreams well uh let me tell you my biggest tip um uh, it is no exposure to white light 3 hours before bedtime so 3 hours yeah 3 hours before bedtime uh stop exposure to white light um it is not such a big problem in the west reza but in india they have so many tube lights in this country and you you're like bombarded with white light everywhere and uh, uh this is the one thing that is absolute anathema to sleep uh so uh but the white light also comes from your tv the white light also comes from your phone from your ipad from your laptop computer so uh being mindful of that and maybe installing some software like i have on my computer that kind of brings this yellow uh tone to the screen so that you don't have that full uh white light exposure that you would normally be otherwise getting 
Um, I have is, a friend. Is that because the light unsettles the sleep hormones that need yes, to kick in? Yes. The, yeah. Basically, the see for millions of years through evolution, when the sun set, we only saw yellow and red of the fire, right? Mm. And then now you're suddenly seeing white, so the brain is getting confused. Uh, you know, uh, if if someone asks me this question, how old are you? Uh, and I say I'm 52, which I am. <laughs> uh, I would be wrong because my body is actually sculpted by millions and millions of years of evolution, uh, and yeah. we tend to disregard that. We are not yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds. We are millions of years old. This body is a product of a humongous amount of work that nature has done. And for millions of years, until 1867, when uh, Edison invented the light bulb, we only saw firelight at night. And so the yellow orange light coming onto the retina of the eyes gives a signal to the brain that, hey, start the wind down. The sun has set, yeah. right? Now, after the sun has set, uh, if you are exposing yourself to white light, for every one hour of white light exposure, you would be uh, delaying your sleep cycle by about half an hour. So say you, you, know, you started your white light exposure at 6 p.m. and then you intended to get into bed by 10.30, you're not going to feel sleepy until midnight. It's not going to happen because your brain is now confused. It doesn't know whether the sun has set or not, whether it should start the winding down system. So, so the big thing you can do for a great night's sleep is ban the white light. And the second big thing you can do is to really, really darken your bedroom, like make it pitch dark. Because like yeah. I said, light is the enemy of sleep. And a lot of times, you know, our air conditioner has a small, you know, that small green light and your mobile phone has mm. a pulsating light. All those lights only, uh, you know, they, they signal the brain as danger. Uh, and the brain doesn't go, let you go into the deeper states of sleep because it is constantly getting this information that there is light here, there is some blinking there, something there. So let me keep him awake. He should not, you know, get killed in the night. Basically, it's a, it's a, it's a billion year old programming that kind of allowed our species to survive uh, long enough to make pizza and go to the moon. But as of now, you know, the same system is basically screwing up our sleep and there is no way around it. You, you will need a few thousand years before our evolution catches up to the fact that, yes, there is white light after sunset. But meanwhile, we need to give the right um, signals to the brain. So no white light after sunset and keep your bedroom pitch dark. Uh, and that will, and Dinesh wants to add one more thing. I have a couple of things actually. Okay, he wants to add a couple of things. There you go. <laughs> so in the night, it's nice to count the stars. Go out, be in the, you know, darkness, count the stars, if that is possible, you know, wherever we are staying. And in the morning, get some sunlight. Yes. So just as you need darkness to be able to sleep at night, you need the light of the day to be able to wake up properly. Beautiful. Oh, 
This is really helpful. Thank you so, so much. And um, you've also got a YouTube channel, haven't you? And actually, I mean this in the in the really positive way, but I actually listen to it before I go to sleep because it does, it's very relaxing. I'm not saying it makes me go to sleep, but it is, it's wonderful. I've got kind of addicted to it since I found out about you too. But please, I mean this in the best possible sense. Not that it's... No, we're, we're totally flattered and this gives us even even more enthusiasm to create because <laughs> we know that it's out there to us. <laughs> It's very calming. It really is. Um, so can you just tell people of the name of your YouTube channel and what they can expect so there? They can go to youtube.com slash BNDTV. B for Baba, N for nothing, and D for Dinesh, BNDTV. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of videos out there on spirituality. We've got a lot of very common sense answers like, you know, like we had in the interview today about a lot of questions that people ask us about life. Um, you will also find a few TEDx talks that uh, Dinesh and I have done over the years. And uh, you will find some absolutely fascinating facts about ancient India. Oh, yes. And uh, a few really cool videos on maps. So if that's your, <laughs> if that's, that get, that's what gets you going, please watch my maths videos. I think they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. And anyone listening, you will not regret it. Do go and visit this wonderful YouTube channel. It, you know, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it really is worth checking out. These two guys are, are visionaries, um, but they are sort of everyday visionaries, if you know what I mean. They're not, they are, they put it very much in very understandable terms. You won't be scratching your head trying to work it out. You will get it and it will speak to your soul. You will get that. I get that. I get that. That's what you'll find when you go and listen to their videos. So I urge you to do that. Do you have a website as well or social media? Yes, we have, uh, you know, two websites. One is bavaandinesh.in, which is a little bit about us. It's a lot about us, actually. So if you want to know our story about how we got into spirituality and all that, then you will find it there. And, and somehow... Uh, both of us have been interested in many, many things. So uh, if you if you can believe it, we have even created our own board game. Uh, I have a music CD that I made. Uh, the, you know, I, I love uh, cooking. So so you might find some recipes there. Uh, so we, we, we kind of, you know, dabble in a lot of things. So you'll find a lot of that on bavaandinesh.in in. And uh, then we have books by bnd.com, which will talk about our books and the workshops that we teach. And by the way, Sleep Your Way to Success, uh, our latest book has been exquisitely narrated by Dinesh. Uh, I made sure he did it properly. You know, I, 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 I mean, I really gave him a hard time. You know, he would come back after a, after a session at the studio and make me listen to what he did. And I would say, do it again. I don't like it. And then he would say, but what don't you like? I would say, I don't know. I just don't like it. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are wonderful. So, Absolute so joy. Yeah. I can't help but smile. And that's what spirituality should do. It right. should lift you up. Exactly. It really should. And you both do that. Thank you from my heart and soul. And I really hope everyone checks you out and hears loads more from you. Um, just before you go, um, I ask all my guests uh, for a life-changing quote from a movie, book, film, or even their own books or something that they've heard that has really changed their life. And as this White Shores is based on my love of the Lord of the Rings, I always 
troll through Lord of the Rings to try and find a quote. And of course, I was looking for a sleep quote there. So if you're listening and you can find a better sleep quote, I found this one in The Two Towers. And the quote is, for a while they stood there like men on the edge of a sleep where nightmare lurks, holding it off, though they know that they can only come to morning through the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) But I just felt, you know, but something that has been really life-changing um, um, that you've heard. Teresa, can, I, can I share a quick story? Of course, please. So, uh, so you know, years ago, uh, we were on our uh, Bangalore ashram. This is 25 years ago. And uh, at that time, Art of Living was a very small moment. You know, we would be 25, 30, 35 people on the ashram compared to the 3,000, 5,000 people that are there now. Uh, and after the evening um, satsang, you know, after the evening uh, meditation with Gurudev and, and the music and all that, we would just go to his place and not leave until he would literally throw us out, you know. And he would keep saying, come on, come on, go to sleep, go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. And we'd say, oh, Gurudev, another five minutes, another two minutes, another three minutes. And, and he'd say, all right. And then again, he would say, okay, come on, go to sleep, go to sleep. And, and this would be a ritual every day. And then one evening he started saying, okay, it's time, go to sleep, go to sleep. And then he suddenly started giggling and laughing. And we said, Gurudev, what's the what, what's what's so funny? He said, you know, through the ages, all the saints, all the sages, they have come and told people, wake up, wake up. And I'm saying, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> and then and then he smiled and he said, But if you want to wake up properly, you need to sleep properly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was just such a fabulous thing he said. If you want to wake up properly, you need to sleep properly. <laughs> I totally agree. And Thank I'm, you so much. And I, I remember one quote of Gurudev. He says, what you've got to do, do it and relax. Yeah. What you don't have to what do. What you've got to do. What, Sorry, what, what you've got to do, do it and relax. Yes. What you don't have to do, drop it and relax. <laughs> What you don't have... Sorry, I've got it wrong. Can you say it again? What you got to do, do it and relax. What you don't have to do, drop it and relax. My new mantra. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you again. Um, And um, I'm so honoured and blessed that we're in touch. Thank you, Bawa and Dinesh, or Dinesh and Bawa. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Teresa. Teresa. It was just amazing chatting with you. Thank you so much for having us with you. What a delight. Thank you from my heart and soul for being here and walking beside me in spirit on white shores. Sensitive, kind, compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help this earth heal and evolve. If you have any questions, stories or insights to share, I absolutely love hearing from you and aim to reply to everyone in due course. My website is www.teresachung.com. My contact email is angeltalk710 at aol.com. And you can message me via my Instagram handle, the Teresa Chung, as well as my Facebook and Twitter author pages. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you, sending my eternal love and gratitude. <laughs>